Okay, let's get down to it, boppers. Alright, this is uh, Chris Stanley's post-birthday party, Hell yeah. but what we've found out is, no one checked on it, but a bunch of presents came in I like presents. while we were on the air and no one was checking. But see, if someone could be with him in that sharp knife, we could at least find out who's sending them and what's going on. Earl, would you like to do something other than just hand them the stuff? Well, let's read off the name here. Who's that from? This is from Evelyn. <laughs> Who? From Ev- Evelyn? Evelyn. This is from an Evelyn. Evelyn. And let's see what Evelyn sent you. Okay, Evelyn sent me... I... Photo fucking equipment? This is Insax in Mini Rainbow Credit Card Size Photos. Uh, do you know what this Maybe is, Molly? It's a Polaroid camera, like you said you... Well, hold on. Yeah. Alright, so fucking for two days ago, I said fucking a bunch of shit that I liked that fucking got destroyed, yes. right? And then the, day, the, the next day, I get a Dreamcast and a bunch of fucking Polaroids. I think they're Earl, out of the way. I think yeah. this goes with it. Earl, why don't you I also take that of, knife from Chris? You, you, open the, you open the boxes. Part of a few boxes. This is a clusterfuck. <laughs> Yeah, he, got an, he got an instant mini camera. Oh, you got an instant mini camera. Oh my god, I yeah. got an instant mini camera. Thank you, Evelyn. So cool. Oh my god. This goes with that. It looks like a lifetime supply of film. I like lifetimes. I know you like lifetimes, buddy. <laughs> Good work. While Earl is delicately opening that one, okay. All right. this one has a note right on top. Alright. Okay, this is what the note says. I Hicks, I hope this bottle of special edition Jameson Black finds you well. Happy birthday, you lovable motherfucker. Brian from Connecticut, the big 3-0. Uh, Brian, Brian from Connecticut, very classy. No, Brian from Connecticut's the man. He's, yeah. he's fucking, he's, he's a well-known... And you good, got Jameson Black. Jameson Black. Very well packaged as well. Wow. Here we go. I say we all fucking start drinking it, right, Shelby? <laughs> Shelby, you like getting fucking whacked, right? <laughs> Shelby, you like blacking out as an intern, You remember right? that you, interns aren't supposed to be drinking? I think interns are supposed to drink everything. That's, what I, that's the last thing I fucking heard. I'm worried about your drinking right now. <laughs> this goes with All right, I'm, I'm going to put away this, James. <laughs> yeah, put that away. Oh, now, my God, a instant camera of some sort. Yeah. Are you having the best birthday ever, pal? This can't get better. I don't I don't see how it can get better. No, we had taken the knife off of Chris <laughs> after he had attacked the pinata. And then Fez gave it to him back. I, I can't he find it again. He opens it up. But no, no, don't. I don't want him to think about it. No. He puts the blade up to his head like, look, I'm acting crazy. <laughs> I yell at Fez. 
So Fez tries to take the knife back, and then Chris's wife keep jabbing it at Fez. I'm like, why would you hand back the knife? I need this. Yeah. All right. This one's listed as one of three. All right, Mr. Chris Stanley is what. Okay, read it off nice. 30 is a magical age, and there's a wizard on the front. I like wizards. I I like fucking. Yeah. Sure. Your your youth just kind of goes poof. (laughs) Happy 30th birthday. Enjoy the ride, Chris. So it goes so fast. I hope you are so proud of yourself as you should be. Think of all the people's lives you touch every day in a particular way, in a positive way. Very cool. I love you, Chris. Janice Chicago. Janice. 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 I'm. I am now noticing that maybe Chris could use some reading glasses. Yeah. <laughs> or just lessons in reading. Uh, Janice, unfortunately, is sending us all presents. That's good. Instead Janice. of just... No, she oh. sends too much. There's also one for Molly. I got oh two cards of Marlboro Oh, Janice. Thanks. You do exactly what I wanted. There's one for Mike. I don't know who Mike is. Bah. Mike oh, is Bob. Okay, that's one for Pips. Oh, uh, that's Pips over there. That's one Pips. For Shelby. Uh, Shelby. Boo Shelby. Boo. He sucks. Boo <laughs> Shelby. He has a weird voice. Oh, I got a card. And one for Mr. Ron Bennington. Oh, she Wait, shouldn't have got me anything. Dennis? Yeah. She's the sweetest. She's too sweet. She doesn't need to be doing this. Happy birthday, Chris. Oh my God, this is so nice. Why to get you a little something? Thanks for the laughs every day. Look, Gary. So sweet. AKA Vegas oh, Gary. Hi, Ron and Fez. Oh my. I want quantity over quality. Sorry if these blow. And there's they're the your your generic fucking uh, rolled cigarettes, which are fantastic. Oh, and a twenty-five dollar Visa gift card. You can buy that for you can use that for goods and services. I love <laughs> services and goods. And fucking Cracker Jack D fucking uh, delicious vanilla mocha power bites. This can't get better. I don't know how it's your birthday and I end up with a fantastic Bobby Orr Christmas ornament. <laughs> oh my god! That's gonna fight its way to the top of Mike Tray. Everyone's got, having a good fucking it day. It is. It's everybody's birthday. I got Oreo cookies. And a Notre Dame T-shirt. Uh, get Jerry Barker to sign that for you. You gotta love sign that it. Notre Dame T-shirt. Good job, Janice. I don't love that Notre Dame T-shirt. And I got a bag of bugles, which nice. are the best. The, fucking you snack. like those? <laughs> Another bag of bugles, caramel. Another bag of bugles. God, they're good. Are you a little drunk, buddy? Uh, I've had a couple. Yeah. I've I drank a jug of beer and half a bottle of whiskey. <laughs> And I'm not sure what's open next. <laughs> Liquor-wise. <laughs> Maybe before you even get back in any liquor, yeah. you go downstairs and have a smoke. Oh my God, that's a good you idea. You know how you like to smoke. Yeah, I love I love inhaling no. cigarette smoke. Do you have any cigarettes? I have a number of cigarettes. <laughs> I, I cut the head off a pinata that was filled with cigarettes. Plus, Janice from Chicago sent me cartons of cigarettes. She's the nicest. She's the best. She should not have done that. She doesn't need to ever. We gotta ever. stop her from sending nice stuff. I'm gonna put a block on her fucking address. 
You but, can't put a block on a mailing address. I, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be the first person to do that. Where, where are you going, Earl? So All black. Right, off you go. So black. And I have a pink camera. Of you. That means you can take pictures underwater. Yes. In your bathtub and pool. <laughs> it's a party. Are you having the best birthday ever? I, there's no part. There's no fucking birthday that would ever beat this. Wow, that's nice. And if if if, if there was a if, was, if there was a birthday party that tried to, it'd be a scumbag piece of shit. <laughs> if someone if some party ever tries to beat yeah. this one, yeah. why don't you stab it with your sharp knife? Yeah, I'll cut its fucking head off and make it feel like a fucking asshole that it is. <laughs> I'll cut its fucking head off. All right. Well, if that's good. It's the fucking only thing I could do at this point. Let me take a picture of everybody. No. no. What the fuck is your problem, Molly? <laughs> <laughs> well, I have a camera. If there's any fucking goddamn... I have a giant okay. pink fucking camera. Okay. I was going to take it he on takes the camera. The, he I, takes the picture. I take the fucking picture. Oh, okay. I didn't know if you wanted to be you in never it. never heard a group of people say <laughs> no so fast. Now, here's... Uh, Something that was written about you. Good. Chris. Bring it, assholes. It says, it's funny to hear Pepper as a mean, happy drunk. <laughs> it's like he doesn't know how to act when all of his friends give him gifts and kind thoughts. I hate to imagine his childhood. Drink all your bad thoughts away, good boy. That's from Blue Boy. So but like, it's not the easiest thing for you to be surrounded by good love and good wishes. No, not at all. That's for sure. Yeah, it's 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 a strange fucking feeling for everyone to be so happy. Right. You know, that's why when the fucking people who are calling up and shitting on me, none that, of them were. No, some were. Some, some were just saying we love you and best <laughs> best birthday. I hate to say it, Chris. Yeah. But it's like you're the youngest Vietnam vet in history. <laughs> You've come back with something the rest of us don't understand. <laughs> Maybe that was because your dad had you watch Apocalypse Now when you were four. I, was I don't in the know. Shit, okay, so that's all I fucking know. <laughs> that's all I know is I got a fucking Polaroid camera. Apparently, it doesn't fucking work. I know one thing. Yeah. If you don't enjoy yourself, you're gonna talk to Mr. Oh, Pointy. <laughs> How'd you get my fucking knife? <laughs> it passes its way around the room. <laughs> don't worry, it'll make its way back to Fez and then in your palm. <laughs> It's fun to have a knife. It's a useful tool. <laughs> yeah, it is useful for murdering yeah. or slicing. Cutting heads off of things. Or sending your way into prison. I'm not going to prison. They'll never take you alive. No, I definitely not. Like, if I was, like, looking at a bit of, like, fucking 30 years or whatever, 20 years. Yeah. I would, um, I would get killed going in the way. I still think you should be buried in prison then. No, man, At least until that. you do your time and then they dig you back up and put you in. Fuck that shit. All right, I forgot to tell you this. So I'm watching Hard Knocks the other night. I love so it. So these idiots are sitting around. The two white guys are going like this. Okay, what if you could have two superpowers? Any two superpowers, right? So a black dude is going like this. Hey, if you get flight, how fast do you go? And they go, what do you mean? He goes, like, do you fly just as slow as you walk? I go, what fucking kind of power of flight if you're just going on? <laughs> Three miles an hour. <laughs> that's that's not even flying. That's floating at best. That's a shit fucking fest. Earl, do black people sit around and have 
those stupid discussions that white nerds do? Do they wonder, like, if you could be invisible or have super strength, what would you none, want? Not None of the ones that I know. Not at all. Chris, what would you want uh, on your birthday if you could have a superpower? Oh, telepathy. Uh, no, 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 not even telepathy. Telekinesis. I think telekinesis, where you can, like, manipulate things with your mind, like, fucking just, like, blow shit up with your fucking brain, that's the only power to have. I, for you, I would wish you to have the power of super kindness. That's where you're just extra nice to people. Fuck that shit. I hate to tell you, but I don't know how to fucking... Uh, uh, Unlock this knife for yours. It's a very weird setup. It's uh, uh, right where like the, the groove is in the yeah. middle of it. Push it to the left and then push down the knife itself. This is a very strange setup. Yeah, once you know Bro, it, though, did you ever so figure black. it out? Yeah. So black. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, I have a shitload of cameras now for some reason. Yeah. Well, you could... Whoa, oh, that's here. Your chance because on the air you said you liked something. I <laughs> should have said he liked the Rolls Royce. Yeah, I love <laughs> fucking, I love massive amounts of fucking drugs and fucking. Yeah. Well, I, I I said Polaroids. This is the Polaroid, but ah, it's good enough. Well, when I was younger, I used to say that I liked Coke on the air, and I'd get palmed everywhere. Nice to meet you. <laughs> nice to meet Don't you, too. Drop that. Yeah, really. What the fuck? <laughs> I fucked up, huh? No, you're doing the right thing. No, this isn't the right thing. A fucking handful of cocaine is much better than this fucking uh, No, you like that. People no, no, send I do you like gifts. It. I do like it. Camera, I love though. it. I love it. And maybe you can take special pictures with your girlfriend. No, no, there's no special pictures happening. No, it's, it's it's a fun, I guess, post-Polaroid world mm -hmm. with this Fuji-type camera. I don't know. There's no alcohol. Fucking. What does she think about you getting all these presents? Loves it. Loves it. Because I, 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 it's my special day, yeah. so I deserve all the special things. Oh, that's so nice that he feels that way. I deserve <laughs> all the special things. All of them. And if I don't get all of them, I'm going to be fucking pissed. Now, where are we pushing this in? Friday show or Monday show? Is this Friday's maybe opening? Yeah, this could be Friday's opening. No problem. Yeah. yeah. Oh, right, happy is. Friday, everybody. <laughs> this is fucking Friday's opening without a fucking doubt. <laughs> this is birthday. fucking Friday's opening. For your birthday, yeah. I got you. Free. Don't you fucking... What the fuck are you <laughs> doing talking? Seriously. Serious kid. You ain't shit to the fucking guy in <laughs> Thursday show. Wait. Can I, he can got I... you something nice for your What'd birthday. What'd you get me? A free trip to Coney Island. I get a free trip anyway to Coney Island. It's a well, fucking I'll you, subway. I'll give you the 250 Get on the train. Fuck you, Kokomojo. <laughs> I'm going to fucking... If I can open up this fucking barrel of beer, I will, and start drinking it. Why don't you use your sharp knife? I don't have it. You have it. <laughs> no one trusts you with it. I, hand your... I'll tell you what. Hand your bottle to Earl, and I'll let him open it with Death Knight 2000. Earl, fucking take this bottle of fucking alcohol. And you open that shit up with a knife. Earl's never drank alcohol before either. Earl, why don't you drink alcohol with me? He doesn't like it. Does he? Does he not know <laughs> yeah, what? It, take it over to the side. There. Does Earl not know what alcohol makes you feel like? Mm, no. He's had a lot of it in his family, and it hasn't right. been the best. Earl's just stabbing response. the top of it. He doesn't know how to open it with a knife. <laughs> You're ruining my fucking knife. It's my pocket knife. But I once you open that, you got to finish it, right? It's not yeah. like a twist off. No, it isn't. All right, so another half gallon is not the best thing.
It's just made in the guy's backyard, Earl, so it's not like you can complain to a store. <laughs> This is the, this Someone's the, gonna <laughs> cut themselves. This yeah. is the worst birthday ever. I'm, yeah. t- I'm sorry, guys. Oh, Fez, I'm sorry. I know you've done so many well, great it's things. Good yesterday. You actually got burned out a little bit from it, and then you turned very sad. <laughs> yeah, I, maybe just the fact that it was over. Yeah. Well, Fez, you did an amazing fucking job. No bullshit. Seriously, Fez, you did. Uh, yeah, give Mr. Sharpie back. Oh, took you long enough, Earl. Thanks. That's your way of saying thank you. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a delicious frosty brew. <laughs> you, you know you can pour that into a glass and drink. What's that? You don't have to just drink straight out of the jug. Uh, I guess this glass is filled with whiskey, but I'll fill it with beer too. Ah ha ha! You and me, my little brown jug. Look how fucking funny you look. You look like a goddamn redneck up in the mountains somewhere. I am a just fucking drinking redneck. out of a jug. As the party has progressed, the hair has like gotten droopier and droopier. It's Molly, I don't need you fucking throwing shit. I, I got you back your goddamn precious sunglasses. So you did. Shit. I appreciate it. Thanks. She doesn't appreciate shit. I think she does. I think in her own way, Molly really loves you, Chris. I do. I Great. totally do. Yeah. You sure. are like a mentor to her. Yeah. That's my official title. <laughs> and here's what I was thinking. Molly, when do you go back to Boston College? My last day is the 22nd. But And you're going back when? Uh, on the 26th. Here's what I was thinking. We're going to take you there, help you find your dorm, find yeah. out where the store is and everything. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I- I'm there. Don't worry. I love going to the first day of college. It's so fun. Yeah. You guys and then I just chill. I stay there. Uh, Chris? And I chill on the fucking campus and just drink. You're 30 now. You no longer want it. Molly, I fit in no problem, right? Yeah. Thank um, you. Yeah, definitely. She right. doesn't sound very confident. Hi, is this the Boston College Campus Police? <laughs> oh, it's you, sorry. Um, could you do me a favor? Hello, <laughs> soon take me alive. Did you see that piece uh, of the new movie where the guy basically falls in love with Siri? Oh, uh, her. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's Spike a, Jones, actually. It's a Spike Jones. Yeah, we got it up on the iBang if you go over and look at it. But it's weird because... I think in the future they're going to go, what kind of ridiculous thing is this? <laughs> like, it's going to look like sci-fi now, but in five years it's going to look really dated. Yeah. I, when I I'm saw worried the, about Fez's cough. Do you hear it? Yeah. It's become it's, a constant. It's much worse it than mine. at the beginning of the show, right? It was... Well, this is the beginning of the show. We're Friday now. This oh, is Friday, right. the best day of the fucking week. By the way, everybody, you're getting paid time and a half for this party. <laughs> oh, because yeah. Because right. it's an overtime. Right. That's what I'm talking but about. But Fez, the cough is so... It, it's getting worse. It's become a constant. I'm going to the doctor again on Monday. If you want, I'll cut it out with Mr. Sharpie. Do it. Do it. <laughs> Just a breathing room. I could do a very quick trach for you right now. I think I need it. Oh my How's God. your cough, Chris? It's feeling great ever since I drank that half a bottle of liquor <laughs> and that entire growler of fucking beer. Yeah, I'm feeling good. Chris Stanley's first birthday party. Ever. And it bled over into another show, <laughs> into a Friday show. It, I'm just fucking opening up fucking random, I guess, Polaroid rip-off fucking cameras and fucking bottles of liquor and this other jug of beer and this Spike Jones movie. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about it, but Spike Jones has earned enough fucking 
I agree with you. I'll watch everything Spike Jones does forever. Yeah, Spike Jones is a fucking genius, no matter what. When everyone else was bitching about where the wild things are, it went in as Ronnie B's. Yeah, it didn't do very well. A lot of people hated it. Did, it yeah, beautiful. it didn't do well with the critics or the box office, but it made Ronnie B's number one movie of the year. And it's Joaquin Phoenix and Spike Jones. I love Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah, he's great. Awesome. He's fucking amazing. You ever see the documentary that he did? Yeah. I don't know why people bitch about it. It's fucking genius. <laughs> the, the, the one he's a rapper, right? With yeah. uh, Casey Affleck directed? Yeah. Yeah, I watched the whole thing. It's Not genius. It's like making fun of every fucking reality show mm -hmm. in the world. It's, it's making fun of the idea of just celebrity to me. It's meta. That's what, the, that's what they call it. Earl, what is your favorite... Uh, movie of all time is it a a Spike Lee movie? Spike Lee joint. Is it is it Raisin in the Sun? <laughs> is it the Butler? No, you say the Butler, please. Say the Butler. Say it. It's not even out yet. Is it say Black it. Caesar? What is your? Is it Cross the Hundred and Tenth Street? <laughs> movie. Yeah. Um, actually, my favorite film of all time is Apocalypse Now. There's only one black dude in that whole movie. Clean. He gets lit yeah. up, too. Do you cry when Clean dies, though? Oh, yeah. It's heartbreaking. Because the fucking... Wow. Oh, the other black guy is just going, Clean! Clean! <laughs> so and he's sad. fucking holding them. Yeah. Tyler Perry? Oh, what the fuck? What the That's pure racism. And the sad part is, is the, uh, he's listening to the... Uh, he gets the care package from his mom, and he's... And as she's he's dying, she's like, "No, just stay out of the way of the bullets. We can't. We're gonna have a big party when you get home." I know. The, he got oh, it's the, heartbreaking. He got the uh, care package from Janice in Chicago, and it's just saying stuff like, "I sent you a package. If you got it yet." Thanks, for Jan <laughs> thanks, Janice. You just put a bullet in my fucking. And head. the Cubbies are gonna be playing against the Bears. No, they're not. <laughs> Not to me. Some be fucking riddled with bullets by some fucking Come Charlie. Come to Chicago sometime. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, he zips in the fucking wire, so I'm fucking done for. Um, but when, by the way, Lawrence Fishburne, when he did that film, was like 14 or 15 years he old. He lied to get on it. Yeah. He lied to get on the set. Mm -hmm. Why didn't I fucking lie to get on some sets in my life? <laughs> Fuck. Biggest lie would I could do this. Come on. Just throw me in that fucking boat. I'm going to fucking hang out with Michael Douglas. I'm going to play the Roger Corman today. Do it. Yeah. <laughs> fucking do it. Didn't have to turn into a dare. But we'll end this break. When we end this break, we'll do it with the Roger Corman, who made... Uh, Earl, did you ever look into the number of people that Roger Corman started? The yeah, career? it's pretty... It's everybody. It's pretty much all of the what they became the new Hollywood. He's the yeah, everybody that we love. He's the precursor to the 70s. Yeah. Of the 70s film explosion of like Easy Rider, fucking Raging Bull, that fucking documentary. Corman was the guy before that. I'm telling you, I watched a documentary on him. And when Nicholson tries to talk about what Roger Corman means to him, and breaks down, and I'm not kidding when I say this, weeping. Not like a regular thing of a guy who has a tear coming out of his eyes. I mean weeping, hands over his you know, chest going in and out, because he knows that his life never, he wouldn't have become Jack Nicholson, the famous movie star, without Roger Corman. Corman is the fucking guy. He's responsible for too, actually he's responsible for too many people that are fucking <laughs> gigantic stars now. Say in a weird way, that's better than even becoming a giant star yourself.
and the being weird, the person that helped other people. And the weird part is, there's like this weird fucking because of Sci-Fi Channel, there's this weird resurgence in B movies. What that Corman, you know, pretty much is bread and butter, right? Like there's like the Sharknado shit. Than like dinosaur, whatever the fuck. He made that one. He made the dino shark. Is him? <laughs> and yeah, he sells it. some stuff direct to sci-fi. Yeah, and those those things are gigantic. Once those things hit, people because are, people used to even in the 1950s, the guys and girls would love to go to those movies and laugh and point at them. You know, uh, it was ironic even then. And now it's it's again it's fucking r ridiculously popular. It's awesome. Roger Corman's a fucking man. Yeah. Forever. Earl, who would you consider the black Roger Corman? Jackie Robinson? First <laughs> yeah. person ever to break in? Um, I guess Spike is like the black Roger Corman. He's broken what a couple of careers. What are you talking about? He's never fucking made a monster movie ever. I love no, I'm, I'm, I'm talking in terms of breaking careers. <laughs> careers. Career-wise. Right. Career-wise. I love Spike. <laughs> Spike Lee's the fucking man. I respect him, but he ain't no My Roger My man! <laughs> he ain't no Roger Corman. It's just a different thing. Would you it's say like, he's a hollaback girl? He's definitely most likely is a whole hollaback girl. But he ain't oh, no I thought Roger he ain't Corman. no hollaback girl. <laughs> Earl, what do you have as your song of the summer? Uh, you got two really big ones. First of all, you have the Up All Night one. What's the name of that one? Get Lucky. Get yeah, lucky. thank you. Get Lucky Death could be some song of the summer. Um... And then the other one Blurred is Blurred Lines. Lines. I'm still going to get lucky. I think people are gonna, people going to completely... That's that's a song that's going to be played 40 years from now. Get Lucky or Blurred Lines? Get Lucky. Yeah, Blurred Lines. It's, it's, gonna, it's fucking calling baby. What kind of people you think would pick Blurred Lines, even though we had comfortably given it out to get lucky? And we thought, okay, we picked... Guess we kept fighting our way back. HTG. Oh, wow. Just uh, wow. broke some Good record work. today, Good too. Work. It's, Good work, yeah. HTG. Oh, I don't know. Tell us what record. I'm with you on that, HTG. Blurred lines. Well, well, I don't know which is better, just which one I hear more. Well, that's because it already fucking has... Uh, the other one has already peaked and went down. We never got a head-to-head. -head. What the hell's going on over there, dude? Jesus Christ. Kokomo Joe just ruining this Friday morning. This is a bunch of horse shit. I feel like an asshole. <laughs> I'm glad that I'm, you remembered that it's Friday I'm just, morning. I'm just trying to fucking realize. I'm just trying to enjoy. I'm, I'm a vegetable, okay? You are a pro, dude. <laughs> I'm trying to fucking just enjoy some Daft Punk. Because Daft Punk's my shit. Well, let me just say this. Um... My friend, Rob Sheffield, and I don't say that lightly. I'm saying, other than all, Rob Sheffield is my best friend. Okay. And I asked him the same. He, of course, wrote for Rolling Stone. And, Jerry, this is something for you to look forward to. Three New York Times bestsellers. I think this time you're going to get a New York Times bestseller. I honestly believe that. I'm not even fucking around. But then you're going to need two more to catch Sheffield. <laughs> so I want you to write a book called More Stuff About Notre Dame and then even more stuff. Even more stuff. Do a Manti-Teo book. He went so far with blurred lines to say, I hate it. And that's a quote from him because of ripping off Marvin Gaye. Yeah, mm -hmm. I, I think the song, I called it, it's like uh, radio spam. It's like they're slapping all wow. these different things together. It's got the Marvin Gaye groove. It's got the Prince vocal. It's got the the rap part in the middle that's from every other... Video, 
If, if you can what see What is it. this, 1983? Tense. <laughs> Tense are in the video. <laughs> that's, that's what... It's literally... Blurred Lines is literally a fucking gimmick. That's I, all it is. You know what? I just noticed Molly in her sunglasses that she could play the part of Jackie O if we ever want to do Guess Who Got Killed in Dallas. <laughs> <laughs> These are Jackie O glasses. Whose brains are. are on you? Uh, that'll be Shelby. Shelby will be playing the part of Jack. If Jack was mean and slurry. You terrible bastard. You're going to get your brain splattered all over your fucking life. <laughs> I actually, I have a new strange song of the summer prediction. I, I actually think th this song came out, um, it may have come out a few months ago, but it's getting a lot of airplay now, this pro-gay rap song. And it's, there's actually two of them out. One of them based off of Michael Jackson's Ben. And then the what other the one fuck? is just a different song. And they're is really it Bend? Good. Is it called Bend? No, What's it called? No, but it plays. Are you just trying to be funny? No, I swear to God, they're two. They're two songs. What are they called? Uh, one of them is by a guy named Macklemore. Oh yeah. <laughs> is he gay? No, I, I don't believe he's gay. He's the guy who did Thrift Shop. Oh yeah. And Same Love is that the fucking? And then the other one is called yeah. That's Same Love. And then the other one is actually called Ben, I believe. Ooh. All right. Well, you know what? There's how many views on there? Sixty-five million. That's pretty good. That's pretty strong. <laughs> I like it. I think all right, let's turn it up a little bit. A preconceived idea of what it all meant But those that like the same sex have the characteristics The right-wing conservatives think it's a decision And you can be cured with some treatment and religion Man-made rewiring of a predisposition playing God Oh nah, here we go America the brave still fears what we don't know and God loves all his children It's somehow forgotten But we paraphrase a book written 3,500 years ago I don't know and I can't change Even if I tried Even if I wanted to You like I like you like the message. I like the message, but I also think it's pretty. And I found my I heard it twice in the car now, and both times I found myself humming now? it later on. Yeah, I, you know, on like I don't know Z100 or whatever. Macklemore is like the fucking hottest shit ever. Like this guy's fucking songs were in every other commercial. Like this guy, Wait, what, like jerking who off. Who Morning show. Uh, no, actually, it was. Um, I don't know, it was probably like around evening time. I didn't know that guy was gay. Uh, I would say what I would think, but I don't want to be sub sub suspended for 30 days. I'll just leave it at that. With don't somebody writing the report. Don't say it. But you didn't even know about this song, huh? No, I had no idea about this. It's, it's my vote for Song of the Summer. Well, you never even heard of it, not Song of the Summer. And, it, and 65 million people have viewed it. It's Bloodline. Bloodline is the Song of the Summer. There's all... I'm go with her all. And I love, I love Daft Punk. I love it, but Blurred Lines is the fucking song. And you know what? It's gonna be fucking forgotten. That's why. That's it's all it is. Daft Punk will be remembered. The other one's a little weird, but I don't know. Fez might like that one even more. But it's called Ben by uh, Adair. Adele. No. Ben. Adair Lion. I'm sorry, Adair Lion. Adair. Is it John Deere? All right. I don't know my artists at all. Uh, this one's a little weird to me, but it also has a nice message. Texas rapper makes gay is okay song. Wait, let me just check on something. Joe, are you sure you're not getting more sweet on Molly as the summer's going on? 
No, I'm fine. <sighs> oh, maybe a little. Joe, Look how gotta, cute she looks in those sunglasses. You gotta get yours, dog. Super cute. Um, you gotta get yours, dog. If those two had a tiny little get baby, in. we could raise it ourselves. <laughs> oh yeah. And then we, we wouldn't be lonely it. anymore. Drop a seed, Joe. We yeah. can't afford it. Drop a seed up in it. <laughs> All right. All right here's Gaze. Okay. <laughs> here's Ben by Adele. How many views does this have? Thirty-six thousand. Shit, that's nothing. Pretty and pussy. this one I think is a little older of a song too, but I heard it recently. So Ben's like a little gay kid? Yeah, instead of a rat. I don't know if he's trying to say Michael Jackson was I don't know. Uh, my name's a Dan. I'm here to oh, see this shit. What up, hip hop? Can I still say this? Hello, young world. Can I change your outlook? When I was growing up, I was Oh, Tiny Tim. Ben, you're always sucking cocks and balls. <laughs> How many exceptions does this guy get fucking last season? <laughs> He's always where the ball is. No one can stop him. <laughs> He's it. fucking nasty, too. Where is your Notre Dame guy playing? I don't even remember. Where did they draft him? Oh, San Diego Chargers. I could not remember. Well, Chargers are a fucking joke team with a fucking joke ass fucking. Nine one one is a joke. <laughs> <laughs> fucking goddamn NFL's a joke this fucking season, dude. You're not even watching it all. I don't even feel like watching it. I can't watch them on CBS, so there's nothing I can do about it. It's still happening. Yeah, it's yeah still I, happening. I think that's gonna be wrapped up before the season no, starts. I don't. I, I still won't be going back with them. <laughs> Fuck them all. You gonna fucking turn me off? I turn your shit off. Do you have the ticket? If Sunday ticket? Yeah. All right, all right. Who, who you blame, uh, Time Warner CBS? What do I give a fuck? <laughs> just they're all dead to you? Like if my parents got divorced, I'd just yell out, I hate both of you. <laughs> <laughs> but can, you can anyone possibly look at that and say who's worse to blame? I'll say fucking giants? Time Warner, because I just fucking don't like Time Warner. That's just personal fucking bias. I think fucking blow me. I think they're both greedy. <laughs> Are they even trying to settle this? Um, Time Warner Cable kept making overtures. They went, let's put it back overtures on. Overtures Oh, what heights will hit? <sighs> they offered, it's like, you know what, let's put it back on, and then let's let's go back to the table, and CBS said no. This is just well, they wanted standing. to put it back on a la carte. What's where that you, mean? you actually pay for CBS. And they're like, you set well, the... that's what you do. You, you set the price, like you would pay for it like a premium channel. So they're like, CBS, you set the price you think we're then you're CBS worth. is not allowed to do that. Because CBS is a broadcast network. Yeah. So it doesn't work that way. That's Ooh, why CBS. CBS called it a sham offer. It is a sham offer. Because legally they can't do that. Because they have the deal with the FCC. That's so a waste. Um, they also said that people could go in and pick their own shelves. Like, they're saying... Not gonna happen. You'd be able to, like, oh, I buy David Letterman. <laughs> of course not. That would make Time Warner the fucking network, and not CBS. They're, so, they're just lying to us. Hope they figure this whole thing out before Survivor starts again. Right? Well, here's the thing. They're on an island again. I just found out on Big Brother... You don't watch Survivor. Stop it. I found out on Big Brother that that house got on fire and a bunch of them burn up. What? Wait, wait, whoa. What? <laughs> yeah, the that Big Brother house. The Big Brother cast died? Some of them. 
<laughs> they didn't stop the fucking reality show. They still no. They keep on going. There's an alliance got formed. It's reality. After a post-fire alliance. Arson. Yeah. In arson. It's yeah. Really Wait, who's head of household then? Helen. <laughs> How? How is it even possible? <laughs> There's people dead. I'm gonna just fucking chug off a fucking. Take a big hit off that. I'm gonna take a growler of beer to my fucking face. <clears throat> I'm worried about you and your drinking. Starting to seem like it's habitual. <laughs> it's fucking delicious. Rob from NBC, who doesn't like any of us, fucking is amazing. <laughs> he likes us. He just didn't want to be dragged down. He didn't want to see his career dragged down by being in here. I I wasn't dragging his fucking career down. He was, was screaming like a nut about NBC. I was doing nothing but fucking saying, "You are amazing, sir," at fucking brewing beer. You told him he made this that right. I'm drinking right now. Then you told him NBC stood for. Nut butter cocksuckers. <laughs> Doesn't it? Doesn't no. it, everybody? No. I'm not agreeing. Who, who watches a fucking show on nut butter cocksuckers? None of us. We're not joining your mob. Yeah, I'm That's not part it. of that mob either. Yeah. Rob, Rob is the fucking best person on any of those floors. I'm not he, joining your mob. He makes the best beer also. Let's let Jerry Barker give us a sports question. Jerry Barker, bring it with the sports. Sports question. Yeah. Um, All right, just so you know, from at least in the past decade. In the past decade. Black past people. Decade. Why should they play sports? <laughs> All right. That's racism. That's racism. I'm not part of that. I am. Let's go with uh, your, your top athlete of the last decade. Top athlete. All the major sports. Not an Olympian. I don't want an Olympian. Right, but let me go with an Olympian right. here. Yeah. I got to go Olympian. I don't want to hear Michael Phelps. But why or... wouldn't Michael why? Phelps be in? He's a dominating athlete. You let me ask the question. That's the only, right, that's so the only you... reason. Just top athlete, uh, American professional sports. Uh, what, American? Now yeah, I'm taking soccer off the table. Wow. Wait, what is I mean, starting to suck? My guy was from Damn Lithuania. <laughs> John, all right, give me one international, one say. international, all right, top athlete besides Tom Brady in the last decade. Oh no, I'm just kidding. Um, go one international, be one either. from American professional sports, but one, I think the one international is relatively clear. Yeah. Can we use horses? <laughs> sure, sure. Only if we do, yes. only if there have been documentaries done about them, how they have human characteristics. And Charismatic. <laughs> All right, Earl, I'm going to let you go. Uh, off the top of my head, I will probably say LeBron James. King James. Who else is there going to be? He was be? an Olympian. He was oh, yeah, he was an Olympian. No, 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 you caught no, no, you. Molly caught you. Molly caught you with your dick out, Parker. Bullshit, Molly. I'm ripping this fucking book up. You like having your dick everywhere? You know, we should plug. You all right, Gus? Yeah, I'm okay. You're up there gagging and fucking... Like this, I just heard this come out of him. Uh. You threw the best party yesterday. What, don't you ever fucking feel bad ever Yeah, don't again. you ever change. Don't you ever fucking change. That was the shit, because it's going on this Friday fucking morning. Shower bench wrote to say congrats. party. Congratulations, yeah. Fez, you did it. I'm proud of you. I hope this means you and I get back together. Yeah. Please. I actually did get uh, a very nice email from Shower Bench that basically said to me, Please, Ronnie, save yourself. <laughs> this is crushing you. On my birthday, she fucking Well, no, said it was that? the day before. Oh, okay. After all the other problems. Oh, Jesus But Christ. some people don't bad. think I'm taking enough good care of myself. Or like, I'm just going to take this knife and put it right into my throat. Don't do that. I need that knife, too. Unbeatable is the book that Jerry Barker did. Earl, how do you like this book? 
Wouldn't you like to have done the photograph for this? Oh, yeah, that was a great picture. Isn't it a great picture? Yeah. I loved it. When he first sent me this, I was actually moved. I'm like, normally when you see the cover of a book, you're like, I don't, I don't like this cover. This cover is fucking perfect. And by the way, Jerry, I despise seeing a modernizing Notre Dame helmet and all this yeah, shit that they're yeah. doing. This is the this mm -hmm. is the brand. Yeah, no, I, this is about tradition. I don't want to look at Notre Dame and not think of Newt Rockney. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. That's what I want to see when I see Notre Dame. Some things don't need the 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 makeover and I don't need to see neon Yankees. You know yeah. what I mean? I want to see the pinstripes. Yeah, that's the one thing about the Yankees. They never change they never even tried to modify. It's you know, gray road gray Dallas is coming out with a 3D helmet this year, where it looks like the star is going out uh, around. It's like revolving around them. When you're looking, it's revolving around the helmet. Sounds the like time. a cartoon, like when you get hit with a frying pan. Yeah, or I made, something. The, made the whole thing up. But guys, <laughs> 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 what's happening over there? I'm just coughing and dying. What is wrong with you? I have no idea. I'm stopped up. I'm coughing. My chest hurts. So you feel good? No, I feel <laughs> bad. You're really uh, breathing loud, too, like you're gasping for air. Yeah, my throat is just, like, closing off. Mm. I don't know what to say. I envy that piñata, just having its throat completely opened up. Well, that that happened that <laughs> happened yesterday. Yeah. I mean, that's Red a callback flag. that that's we Thursday. haven't even pre-set up. It's yeah. not my birthday this, this anymore. It's Friday now, okay? I'm sober. Yeah. I'm fucking feeling good about myself. That's like a callback from another movie. What the <laughs> fuck? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have a sip of water. You know what? That's not water. That's home um, beer. You brought what? it back today? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah I, fucking, I bring back the fucking jugs of beer that you're giving to me. He's got beer. He's got tequila. He's got bugles. Rum. Well, that's not an alcohol. Vodka. You got vodka. Whiskey. Yeah. yeah. I have all the flavors. You brought him the tequila, right? Uh, no, the vodka. Oh, you brought him vodka. Yeah. There's gallons of vodka here. Yeah. Just fun fact, tequila, like blueberries, is a superfood. Well, you got to bring up blueberries when you know Fuzzy <laughs> yeah. has been with yeah. you, I think. Be an asshole. Did you like that? HTG, I'm going to ask you a question. When you look over there, would you like to see My Little Molly with Shelby or with Kokomo Joe? Oh, why do we have to choose? Why Both. can't like, oh, Minaj? No. Both. She's <laughs> a nice girl. Not at the Both same, at the same time, time. But like, can, can, what about Both. split the summer and because then we, vote at the end? We don't want her to have an HTG reputation. No. Ma make her take both. Date, nothing, you know, nothing just bad has to happen. Just pick. All right, that's what I'm you're asking. Really? Oh, you know what? I'm, I'll let Barca pick first. Oh, no, I'm gonna pick. Barca, I'm, make I'm, a pick. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say Shelby. Uh, wow. 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 Shelby and Molly. Girl, who do you pick for? Make a sweet love. Oh. I'm gonna go with Joe. Mm. No. Come Joe. No, no question. Oh, there's not even a question for you. Not even a question. Wow, does he? I'm going with Catholic Joe. Nice. I'm going to pick Shelby for one reason. I heard Joe use the other F word in the hall the other day. <gasps> oh, wait, no, I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah. I didn't know that. It's a complete line. It's the way he said it, it, though. Who picked it? That's right. I, can I change my vote? No, you already voted. You got it. You're done. <laughs> you voted in an anti-gay way. That's right. Gay but people. He was going in. Here's what he said. I'm going into the toilet stall to drop a couple fags in there. 
That well, that's what uh, he can cause his lives. Can you really, can you really blame him then for saying yeah. that? I mean, <laughs> does, doesn't everyone say that? <laughs> then he no. goes out, hey Ron, that's one that just dropped. <laughs> disgusting. Bunch First of efforts just fell out of me. I know. I was crying at the urinal. Secondly, you shouldn't be giving updates. I don't know. I didn't even know you were in the bathroom at that time. I was just saying, Ron. Yeah, I was in there. (laughs) (laughs) He just yells out things like that. (laughs) So, Shelby, I I tried to lie for you because you're so hated in this room. Shelby, why are you so hated? I don't know. Just shit on Molly all the time. I guess it caught up to me. Know what's behind have, that? Well, you're a pulling cocktails. your pigtails. It's, you know, I, don't, I don't know what you mean by that. There's yeah, what, you do when you're a boy and you like a girl. You, you know, make fun of her a little, get her attention. Oh, because we in my school we used to pull a girl's pigtails and then kill her. <laughs> hey, let's slit her throat. It's yeah. hysterical. <laughs> no one will find out. No, no. Earl, is this your first time being around a room full of white people? <laughs> No. Uh, it's mine. Do you like nice. that? Mine. It's really weird. <laughs> Earl, I want to take you to go see the butler with me. Me and you. Uh, I, uh, you know, I I like Lee Daniels. I, I love the audacity of his movies. Just mm-hmm. the fact that he gets to make these. What else has he made? He made um, this movie called Shadow Boxer. Never seen with that. Um, with Helen Mirren and um, Cuba Gooding Jr. I hate that guy. Uh, he made a movie. Um, with John Cusack and his, the name of it's escaping me. Um, John Cusack and Nicole Kidman. It's high fidelity. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Monsters Ball. Uh, Precious. <laughs> Precious. That was fucking so... In- I-, I watched that for the first time a few months ago. That was so insane. I didn't even fucking realize it was a... F- but, but well, how could I anyone fucking Precious. watch that and fucking realize when, I, when she learned how to read and then went on to play for the Ravens, uh, <laughs> guarding the blind side? That oh, oh, I cried like she was a butler. It was that wasn't her. If I was running a theater, I would actually have butlers there, white people, <laughs> like bringing shrimp puffs to people while they were watching the movie. Makes sense. I heard Oprah's going to win an Oscar for this. Oh, yeah, good for her. Yeah, they're, they're, she's already getting the push. She's already yeah. making the rounds with the movie. It, it seems... Well, it's her time. This is her fourth film. It's her time she won one. <laughs> <laughs> she deserves it. She's only been a billionaire for, what, a decade. I was reading this uh, story the other day about billionaires, and they said something like 70% of billionaires wake up like 6 o'clock in the morning and jump into like a 12-hour day, even yeah. though that they're billionaires. Like, they don't think about money the way we would. They like, sh- as soon as I got a lot, I'd get drunk and stay home. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It's the exact opposite. They would not enjoy the money the way we think you enjoy the money. They just enjoy the chase, right? There's like Yeah, right, they like collecting, the work. you know. Yeah, they see the money as a way of keeping score. That's pretty fucking cool. Now, how much money before you would tap out? Jerry Barker, you first. Uh, probably two or three hundred million. Two or three. You'd need that much before you go, I'm done. Earl? Billion dollars. A billion dollars before you would stop working. Up to this point for me, it's always been two thousand. As soon as I got, <laughs> as soon as I got two G's in my hand, I'm taking a month off through party. <laughs> um but Earl, why would you go to a billion before you start to relax and enjoy yourself? 
don't you're know. lying. What's Earl. the most money you've ever had? Because you've never worked hard as long as I've known you. I've always <laughs> worked hard. But no, anyway. you're friendly and fun to be around, but you're not. You're not a, a hard worker. You're a bad person. I've never you seen like I'm exhausted from. I'm working a guy somewhere. who has a bunch of fucking. Yeah, you're not Polaroids. driven. You're not. You, you're not a guy that needs to win. You're not competitive. You're comp You're more competitive with softball than you are in the workplace. I I, I don't. I'm very competitive. <laughs> I no, think I'm. Very, I don't express it. I think my problem's been I don't express it well. I'm extremely competitive. And this is as far as you've gotten. <laughs> as competitive you are, Hicks. How much for you to drop out? Twenty-five thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> I'll make it fucking last too. I'm gonna fucking in stretch that shit. All in cigarettes? Or? You ain't gonna make that booze last. <laughs> hey, I have gallons of liquor right now. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Right now is the operative word. That's my and problem. I, I, I bet live your in buddy's the now. gonna call tonight. I got gallons of liquor. Yo, and what two up? LBs. Yo, what up? We're gonna all get fucked up. Yeah, yeah he has gallons less than he did. Yeah. Hey, no. Twenty five hours ago. <laughs> Fuck me. I'm fucking enjoying this beer. That's all. You're like watching the fucking fuel tank on a semi. It's just <laughs> like just heading down. All right, Molly, you've got your whole life ahead of you. Yeah. How much money for you to tap out? I then you can travel. I know you like to travel. I do like to travel. I really don't know. I guess it would be like I think I'm gonna go with Barca. On this Woo! One. That's right. Where are you two going? <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna travel the world together. Me and Barca. Shelby, what about you? Say five mil. Five mil and you'd be like, I'm set. Yeah, I don't live like crazy. <laughs> just like Earl enough. does, where he needs two to three hundred. <laughs> I'm the two to three hundred. He's the one billion. The billion. Oh, the he's billion. The, he's the uh, Ross the Perot over here. He's the richest black man in North America. All right, HTJ. It's pretty much zero. I mean, I will always do something like, it, you know, it might not be like a day job, but I'll always work no matter how much money I had. But I'd also drop out with nothing just as easily as I would with five million. So you have no problem going to either side? No. You'll either work or drop out? No, I will, I will always like do something that would be considered work. I'm never going to lie on a beach and, and, and drink or anything like that. But, um, but as far as like a straight up day job you know like uh, you know i i think i've already dropped out of that <laughs> all right fez watley how much for you to drop your suit against the company and <laughs> go back to florida i don't have a suit against the company um i'll say 30 million i think 30 that, million then you could really just do if you dropped out then you could do whatever and you don't feel like you could do whatever you do once you banked the 10 or 15 million no, I think you need more than that. I think that you look like a crazy person if you're still working hard <laughs> when you're thinking about laying on the beach. If you want to just lay on the beach, you can do that for a lot less than $30 million. Yeah. I mean, really. I mean, I mean, I think Shelby's number is the closest to, come on, dude, really? You need more than that? Unless you're the type of person who needs a mansion around. I don't think anyone feels that they need a mansion. That's the last thing you want. Yeah, so like, why why do you need so much to just go go down and be on a beach? What you want to do is uh, buy a hoagie shop and live upstairs. <laughs> and every day you're getting up. I'm so rich, I might go down and have a fucking hoagie. <laughs> I'd be dope. Just fucking eat hoagies every day? Yeah. 
get all fucked up. You Wait know, a minute, that's exactly the way I grew up. So how's that any better? <laughs> <laughs> so as we got high, you know what we're going to do? Go get a hoagie. <laughs> Shit, all right. So we're we're living large. It's also sad. No. It's also sad. Chris Stanley, it's not your special day anymore. It's kind of makes you feel fucking depressed and angry. That's not my special day anymore. Now it's fucking shitty-ass Friday, and I'm still drinking because, you know, I'm just trying to let it go. You know, I'm just trying to fucking keep it going. Why don't you just make it your birth weekend? Do you think so? You think I should? It's my special weekend? Why don't you do this? Why don't you give one of those bottles to your girlfriend and ask her to marry you? Instead of a ring, Whoa. I give you this tequila. She's gonna love that. <laughs> Baby, I give you this tequila. Will you marry me? No, I don't think she'll fucking enjoy a bottle of tequila. Molly, you're one of those girls with a dream wedding in the back of your mind? I Yeah, I think so. I think most girls are, and if they say they're not, they're probably Liar. Lying. I know Shelby told me he's that way about himself. He wants to be taken by in a white horse and laying in a coffin while he goes <laughs> off. Wouldn't that be really great? Just the that turn I'm a you romantic. What can I say? Does that turn you on? Earl, you think you'll ever marry? Yeah, I think I will, eventually. <laughs> I'm not... Now that you're allowed to in the state? Hey! <laughs> why is that such an awful thing? I'm not saying it's awful. It just doesn't but why do you all... Hey! Hey, oh, gays are bad. I'm yeah. Earl. Right, I'm Earl. I hate gays because of my religion. God, you're terrible, dude. <laughs> is he terrible or should we not even judge him and just go, that's just the way Earl is? I mean, that's just the right thing to think. Yeah. Well, I remember Barker threw up on his shoes that day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Fess was making yeah, yeah. out with Polo. Yeah, fucking Barker was like, those are the worst people ever. <laughs> is that what he said? Yeah, he said that. I didn't even know like, that. I'm, I, refuse, sure I refuse I refuse to even look at them. Because I'm <laughs> trying to fucking <laughs> not get my dick hard. Well, you got to get Barker. <laughs> That's disgusting. You, you think that people that are anti-gay are really turned on by gays? I, some of them are, yeah. Some, so, some not all. Earl, do you think the people that are anti-black are turned, turned on. on by... Yeah. All right, let me ask you this, since I got you and Fez here. What do you think is being harder in America, being a black man or a gay man? Oh, That's a great question, isn't yeah. it? Wow, yeah. it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty deep. Uh, yeah, that's me. Black. I still say black. Still so be black. Especially if you're a guy. Fez, what do you think? I think it's an easy question. It's harder to be a gay you man. Don't, you don't have to fucking attack yeah. me for it. I did the best I could. <laughs> and the weird thing Earl is... Earl acts like he's struggling with it. It's a gay man. This no, is so, I'm not, this I'm is not, so fucked up. With it. It's so well, fucked up. They're all... They're each saying their own thing because they, they can only see their own experience. So, so it, it, I'd be interested to see what everybody else thinks. All right, I'll do mine. I think it's harder to be a gay man than a black man because if you're a gay man you still got to suck dead dick <laughs> okay did we all think we were being serious for a second and then i went the other way I really well, no, that was a serious answer i don't i don't think i, I will honestly say no this one suck that and dick. i don't really think it's debatable i think it's harder to be a black man because plenty of gays have passed if you know what i mean they've you can't be black and in the closet you know, if you're black, you're black, and in the back of your mind, you never know. You know, a lot of people that may treat you some way, like, obviously, I treat Earl the same way when he's here 
as when he's gone. But a Jerry Barca <laughs> treats Earl nice when he's here and immediately drops the N-word when Earl leaves. <laughs> like a crazy amount, too. Like, yeah, to, yeah. yeah like I always say seven. After seven, it starts to bother me. But it's you like, know what I'm saying with that, Earl? Don't you agree? Yeah, it's yeah. N-word Thursday, pretty much, once Earl leaves. Because <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you this. Friday. What is a tougher neighborhood to live in? A gay neighborhood or a black neighborhood? Black. Gay neighborhoods are fucking nice. <laughs> Straight people are always trying to live. You know what I mean? You'll never see anybody go like this. Oh, shit. Let's get out of here. We're in a gay neighborhood. That never fucking happens. They're going to get us. <laughs> uh, Shelby, what about for you? And you only have half experience. Um, <laughs> black or gay, what's tougher in America? Well, you know, those gay protests are always like turning the sprinklers on and sicking Pomeranians at them. So okay. Jesus that's pretty Christ. tough. But I'm going to have to go yeah, black. Yeah, gays have never been bashed. And they've never been... Well, it's a different thing. Gays have never been enslaved. And we can't get past that in America, Earl. Yet. Black people can't get by it, past it. Am I right about that? Yeah, it's it's still it's still the elephant in the room. Well, the thing is, we call it something. We call it the N word in the room. But <laughs> white people, it's tough for us because we're constantly making up excuses how that wouldn't be us if we lived back there. You know. Yeah, it's still a, you know it, it still makes everybody defensive. Absolutely, it makes white people very defensive. White people go out of their way to say, oh, I wouldn't have been a slave owner and my family wasn't slave owners. I say it all the time. It's it's an easy thing, but we can't get past that thing. I'm like, I never fucking owned a slave. Me personally, I mean. <laughs> what are all? I <laughs> said that to black people. I'm like, I don't own, I've never oh, owned any Let's go to Jerry Barca. <laughs> I uh, I both I think are tough, but I would definitely say being black in the country is tougher. I think oh shit the uh, not I wouldn't say slavery as much, but I think the socioeconomic construct in neighborhoods right. and cities and the education um, in the African American community I think it's a lot tougher to if there's a cycle in place it's a lot tougher to break that perpetual cycle. But here's the weird cycle, and I'm going to be totally sincere here: black people will live in a ghetto, right? Gays move into that ghetto, fix it up, mm -hmm. turn it into a hip neighborhood, sell, then move into another get ghetto. How does that happen? I don't know. I, mean, I used to cover Patterson, New Jersey, and there was the west side of Patterson had all these old historic Victorian mansions. Yeah. And the gay community came in and made it great and, yeah. and, and, and cleaned it up. And the same down Asbury Park. I mean, even Springsteen yeah. mentioned that. You you can say it in any what was considered rough neighborhood. Mm -hmm. If there is urban renewal, gays are always mm -hmm. the ground zero of that. Well, this is interesting about Asbury. Rather than it be... here, Here's sort of where it, it's caught up with itself. I think Asbury's becoming more of an investment. Um, people think of it as an investment to get into Asbury rather than let's all move in and live there. And, and I don't know if that's helping or hurting, but it, it's kind of weird. Well, it does help take us off topic, though, which I think is fun. <laughs> well, no, um, what you were saying about how, you know, gays will come in and clean a place up, and then they'll sell it and go find another neighborhood to clean up. Right. Uh, what about for you, uh, tougher to be gay or black in America today? It's black. It's tougher to be black. Because... I, I, the only point is you could. The only point you can make. All of those points are bullshit. <laughs> the only point you can make is <laughs> you can tell if a fucking person. Mighty white of you. <laughs> Fuck yourself, bro. Let's hear it straight. First, all right. 
you can't tell someone's gay, honestly, like, fuck, bare bones, like, you can't tell someone's gay by their fucking skin color. <laughs> I think a lot of overly tan people are gay, though. That's just my own feeling. That's just, you know... That's fact. Um, yeah, you are correct about that. All right, let's go to Molly, who really has never met either, uh, up there in Westchester. <laughs> Molly County is bullshit fucking white fucking you, people. Your family is taking their limo vacations, and you're looking out your back window. <laughs> what do you think it is, tougher to be, black or gay? I think it's... I think it's like often peaks and valleys like throughout time, but I think right now flip flopper. Honestly, I think it's harder to be black than it is to be gay. Good. Because no one has agreed with you so far. I'm absolutely shocked. Blacks can get married. Jerry Barker brought up blacks. Could a gay athlete in the NFL or M uh, there isn't any Major League Baseball could they survive? Yeah, as well as a black athlete, we don't know that yet. Well, if they were good, they would. See, that's the thing that if that's gay, no you one, tear this shit yeah, up. No one ever brings up. If you are fucking great, it means you're making money for your team and everyone else. The only reason why we sit around and debate is because we don't know. But if Michael Jordan was gay, he everybody would say this is fucking great. I remember in Philadelphia. Which is a very racist city, Earl, as you know. Yeah. Hearing, we will never have a black quarterback in this town. Huh. It'll never happen. As soon as they had a black quarterback that was winning, everybody was behind him. <laughs> they just want to win. But wait, People they, just want to win. Randall the NAACP man. came against McNabb when he was Good. black, said he wasn't black enough. I mean, I think there, there is still trouble there, and I think... For a gay athlete, if he's great, he's got to build that. I, I think he's got to build that equity first. That yeah, he's got to he be great. He's not going to be eighteen years old but, and be gay or twenty two. But here's the thing: when Jackie Robinson came in, he was fucking great. The people of Brooklyn loved him, and it wasn't because they were nicer or whatever. They were just like, "This fucking kid is great, and he's winning." And then the other teams went out and got black players. Yeah, like Bill Russell lived in. Couldn't get a house in Boston, but they loved Bill Russell, the player. Right. He won you know, 11 out of 13. Adored Bill Russell. 11 out of 13. Bill fucking Russell. Earl, you were with me today. We walked into that burger place, right? And Bill Russell was in there. Bill Russell ate a fucking hamburger. It was one of the best days of my life. Second best day is when the Hicks got all this liquor. That's second. I was hoping it would be first. Kokomo Joe, you are from... Minneapolis, St. Paul. Yes. Would it be easier to be gay or black in Minneapolis, St. Paul? It'd be harder to be black. Because no gay person gets pulled over three times. Like, damn it, I shouldn't have gotten that sequence in my interior. <laughs> I got pulled over three times on the way home. No one, that doesn't happen. It's hard. That's true. It's awful. I'm so if anything, hot. even in New York City, the cops go out of their way to protect gay neighborhoods and black neighborhoods are shaking motherfuckers down to protect everyone. I've been stopped and frisked. Earl, have you? I'm no, so white. Not yet. Oh, great. I so can... I'm blacker than you are, Earl. <laughs> yeah, that's no surprise. Uh, no, you stagger wherever you go. <laughs> you look like you should be... You're, you're a probable cause. <laughs> you're pissing outside. You're trying to jimmy open locks. <laughs> 
Uh, all right, we got a break here. We just wanted to uh, spend a little extra time on the Friday show because we didn't know all those presents came in. We would have been opening them up the entire show, and I feel terrible about it. But, Chris Stanley, do you get that the listeners have sent you really nice things and, and they shouldn't have, and then all your friends showing up like this? So finally, I get it. On my 30th birthday, I get that, that there's love out there for me. Yeah. And I, I appreciate it. And you didn't feel like that when you were a kid? No, not at all. Never. But now now that I now that this has happened these last fucking two days, amazing. I have a fucking pinata full of cigarettes. I have gallons full of liquor. I have a Sega Dreamcast. There's nothing stopping me now. Thank you, everyone. <laughs> nothing is going to stop him. Thank you, everyone. Cause I it's, will tell you love, this, Chris. love out there, and I appreciate it. And I'm saying this because I know you grew up hard. And I know you grew up in a... Hard as a rock. Yeah. I know you grew up in some strange circumstances. And I know you, you know, try to mask things through drinking no. and drugs and... Knives. Eating two lobsters <laughs> at one sitting. It but tasted good. Not only do you have the uh, uh, the ability to be loved and a lot of people love you i think even more important is that you love you do i do and people know it and i've known that about you for a long time thank you're you. sincerely a great kid and i'm so glad that you had this 30th birthday thank now you next much, year sir. nothing i mean it gets <laughs> it gets embarrassing if you start to do I this thought, shit you know because I, I got this i thought it was gonna get better at 31 <laughs> i thought it was gonna be bigger um, Earl, <laughs> we're going to jump into this interview because I didn't have time to run it yesterday. But Roger Corman, you're a, a DIY guy from old school, right? Just do it yourself. Yeah. Is there anyone who has done it on his own like Roger Corman? I can't think of an independent record label, movie company. No one who's been on the outside like... Roger Corman. Not, not for this long. Yeah. I mean, usually you hit a certain point. You're like, you know, I'm going to buy in. I'm going to have guys buy right. in. But to stay out on the fringes like oh, this. Oh, yeah. Miramax, they joined in. Yeah. Quentin Tarantino joined in. Scorsese joined in because it's too hard to be in the cold. It's too hard to go out and battle it. This guy has made over 400 films, and only 20 of those films lost money. Think about that. Now, they don't make the kind of money that Titanic made, but he gets to make movies because Impossible. he works out a budget and a distribution where his film will make a profit. It's a great batting average. <laughs> it's one of the, maybe the best batting average movie history. It's all singles, though. I'm not going <laughs> to lie to you. There's not, a, there's not a double in the place. And you, what they look for in Hollywood is to make big fucking giant movies that make everybody rich. He makes mo movies that make sure they make their money back and get a profit. And make the next one. Yeah, and keep making them. But he's he's arguably the most successful independent guy in film history. Yeah. You could easily argue that. There's no doubt about it. 400 films. But also, if you think to yourself, how do you measure a life beyond money and this man is 87 years old and has when they did the documentary of his life ron howard oscar winner james cameron oscar winner marty scorsese 
Oscar winner. These Jonathan Demi, yeah, Oscar winner. Francis Ford Coppola. Francis Ford Coppola, Oscar winner. Jesus Joe Dante, who became kind of a horror film director, was part of that. Uh, not to mention all the actors who got their first work with him. I mean, how do you measure that life? If you could say, if it wasn't for this guy, there would be no Jack Nicholson. Or maybe there wouldn't have been a Godfather. Or the Godfather would have been done by somebody else and probably not as good. Maybe there'd be no Scorsese. And then, weirdly... Even the people that he didn't personally help, maybe there'd be no Tarantino because Tarantino went. I'm going to do what, what this did. died, what this dude did. I'm going to make genre films and I'm going to make it on my own. Yeah, we want and to. fuck everybody else. It's amazing when you think about it. What a great coaching tree. <laughs> yeah, it's phenomenal, really, right? Yeah, really. phenomenal tree that he's built. <laughs> Well, what about my tree? I'm gonna look over. There's Molly. She's just like a little acorn now. She's growing. Shelby, Joe. What about me? What? Pepper. They kind of grow and then start to die. You know, <laughs> at age thirty. That's, that's fucking mean. I just, I, I just had over the last couple of days. I just had a couple of drinks. That's all. <laughs> What's why is everyone laughing at that? You know what, I just realized because no one else has ever had a fucking drink before. No, just Jesus shouldn't. fucking Christ! Because yeah, yeah, because no, I'm no. the only one who fucking ever fucking has Happy some little angry. bit of beer and a little bit of fucking Chris, liquor, right? I really? was this close to setting up the interview, literally this close. There's no reason for you to be angry right here. We already went through that. Everybody loves you, right? Yeah, you let us down. We're taking all your booze back. <laughs> Please don't, because this is gonna fucking keep. Me, this is gonna set me because for a little while. Because you said, "Please, I'm gonna let you keep it." Thank this you. This is gonna set me for a while. <laughs> I can't imagine Chris living anywhere that didn't wasn't above a neon sign somehow. It's <laughs> <laughs> fucking flashing. Fucking, it's a fucking giant window filled with bad things. Chris actually looks like the part of town that he lives in should be called Blade Runner. <laughs> <laughs> you Blade Runner! Yeah, sure am. You Fuck. Blade Runner! He feed me that weird Asian food. There's fucking Earl. I know he was up to something. <laughs> Guess they want me to fucking blade some more runners, huh? Well, Fez, you did not make a, a you know a big defense of the gay point of view. But you were voted down by everybody, so that's gonna help. Well, Fez threw a perfect party. He did throw a perfect. party. Did anything awesome. go wrong? Like for real though? Like I mean, I I, I get a couple of drinks. I mean, I start yelling at people. The only thing that went wrong is the kid drowned. Other than that, <sighs> wait, what kid drowned? Well, you know, we had that pool set up for you, yeah. and then we forgot about it. I guess the kid got in there, oh. didn't make it out. We gotta get the fuck out of here. Then. Yeah, I know. Don't worry. I've tied two bricks around it and put it down at the bottom. Nobody Jesus will find it till Monday. Christ. That was yeah. Shelby's idea. My plan is just blame it on O and A. It's probably something O and A did. You? Um, but anyway, I, I want to do. I want to set up this guy. We were so close. I mean, some of the stuff that Earl said was just magnificent. Earl, I'll, I'll let you set up this interview. Go ahead. Oh, we got um. Ronnie, you'll be talking with the great Roger Corman. He's promoting his new documentary. No, he's not. Oh, he's a his, subject. His new YouTube channel. New YouTube his channel. New YouTube channel. Corman's, Corman's Drive-In. Drive Corman's Drive-In. For like three ninety-five a month, you can watch 
30 movies a month. The next month, there'll be 30 new movies. And they're like these little things that you'll go back and you're like, oh, Vincent Price was in that one. Bruce Dern was in that one. Oh, there's Peter Fonda. Classics. Yeah. You know, Wild Angels, you said you fucking jerked up to that. No, I didn't. <laughs> yeah, you did. You, you, you pulled the cum out. <laughs> he, and he also made a film, Earl, in like 1966 called The Intruder. And it was about uh, what was going on down south at that time, the civil rights. Something gays have never had to put up with. But actual civil yeah. rights where yeah. black people couldn't go to school. Real problems. Yeah, real problems. And it, it, there were riots at the opening theater, and an usher came over and grabbed his shirt, was screaming <laughs> and yelling at him, yelling, you're a communist. <laughs> uh, and he goes, it was one of his few films they ever made that got, two things happened. A, it got critical applause, ah. and two, it died at the box office. Because <laughs> nobody wanted, you know, trouble making film there. Okay, didn't he make the trip? Yeah, he did. <laughs> also written by Jack Nicholson. Fucking and he made high. one of my favorite films of all time, Rock and Roll High School, starring the Ramones and PJ Souls. <laughs> nice. Maybe we ought to bring him in to Rock and Roll High School. Let's do it. He's uh, a fucking legend. And everybody, have a great weekend. Glad we could give you the extra hour or so of extra um, stuff. Smoke it up. But that's all for Chris Stanley's uh, birthday party. Thank you. Uh, coming up next, the one and only at 87 years old, produced 400 films, <laughs> Roger Corman. Legendary Roger Corman is in with us. You can check out Corman's Drive-In at YouTube.com slash Corman's Drive-In. How are you, sir? It's great to see you. Today. Very good, Ron. What a interesting thing. Here it is, another type of technology that your films are running in. Been through them all, I guess. Yes. When I first started, it was straight film with a little bit of television. Now, uh, as a matter of fact, we don't even use film anymore. It's all <laughs> digital. And uh, now with Corman's Drive-In on the Internet, on YouTube, uh, simply moving to a, a totally different uh, way of showing films. We put up 30 films a month for three ninety-five a month, and you can see all of them or none of them, whatever you want, and then we change the films each month. And these are your entire uh, career of films? About 95% of my yeah. films. Some of the films I did for uh, other companies who own the rights, but almost all of them I own the rights. But it was that was that done on purpose? Did you decide it's much better? Better to be out there doing it yourself than working for a big corporation? Yes. I've worked uh, 
occasionally for major studios and got along well with them. But uh, there's some impediments to the work at major studios. I prefer to work independently. What What do you get out of working independently? What do you get about being your own boss? Uh, the fact is you live or die, hopefully live, by your own decisions. You're not being told what to do by the head of the studio or his subordinates. So if you... Uh, but. You know, there's something that's so traditional about you that I almost think it goes back before film. There's kind of a carny circus, <laughs> some kind of a fun thing of, hey, everybody, we're putting on a putting on a show. That's part of it. Uh, you work very hard, but you don't want the work to show. You want the, the film, as I keep using the word film, you want the picture to be entertaining, and you don't want the, uh, the audience to even think about uh, who made it or what the process was. But you are thinking of the audience all the time. Yes. What you're doing. Uh, I think about what will appeal to me uh, on the basis I'm not that much different from the audience and i'm hoping what will appeal to me will appeal to the audience roger here's the thing about you that i think would have shown that you would have been successful in any business besides having this great idea of what the audience wants and uh being able to make it exciting and fun for everybody you've got this great eye for young talent and i think you need that in no matter what business that you go into yes because new people are coming up in whatever you can be in the insurance business there's going to be some new insurance guy i know nothing about the insurance business (laughs) incidentally but essentially you know that new actors writers directors producers new grips new prop men are coming up so you're always looking to work with the kids, the inexperienced people. Yes, but uh, generally I will combine new people with a number of veterans, so there's a mixture there. There's sort of a, uh, a guiding hand. And what a lot of people have said, uh, Ron Howard, Martin Scorsese, James Cameron, is that you gave them that opportunity not just to shoot the films but to be in charge on the set and they don't always get that in the studios that's true having been a director myself and now uh, being a producer i recognize that a director must have uh, a certain independence in shooting so uh, to me the producer's job is primarily starting with the the script bringing everything together and once shooting starts i step away and leave that uh, leave the work to the director that's not hard for you it's not hard to take that step back once you got it up to that point it was uh it was necessary the first time i did that i was on the set and uh, people on the crew were coming to me as i was as the producer and asking me questions and i said you should be asking the director and i actually left the set for that reason but that takes a certain amount of strength doesn't it to to let go to believe in in the project yes uh but if you don't believe in the project you shouldn't make the project (laughs) yeah uh nicholson bruce dern so many great actors have also come through did you have a feeling that most of these people were going to be in it for the long run or is it just kind of fate no i did believe in all of them i had no way of knowing that uh, uh certain people would become academy award winners or or major stars but i felt uh uh the ones i chose were were good did have the talent what i i love about looking back over your career is that uh, out of so many people that that you could emulate today um i think for the young people it is roger corman because they have to now do it themselves well it's easier to do it yourself today using the digital cameras and all the lightweight 
portable equipment, you can shoot a film for much less money than you could before. And if you put together something as, that I did on my first couple of films where I didn't have enough money to pay salaries, I gave everybody a percentage of the profits. Luckily, the films made money and they all paid off. And if you do it that way and use this equipment, you can make a film for very little money. The downside, however, it's more difficult to get the film distributed today. So where do you see it going? I mean, you've got this YouTube channel now. There's no reason that young people couldn't do that, but then you've got to be able to get the eyes on the YouTube channel, yes. right? Yes. That's a matter of fact, that's a problem we've had, although it seems to be working out for Corman's Drive-In on YouTube. YouTube has been doing some publicity. I've been doing some publicity, and uh, it's starting to take off. The uh, viewership and the three ninety-five a month is beginning to add up. The three ninety-five a month, it seems like uh, an amazing bargain that you're getting for this amount of film, particularly, like I said, for young people who like to go back and see how this career was put together. Because you can see it, of course, film by film. But when you look at it as a brand, it's it's kind of a, a, a lesson in filmmaking. There's a certain thread going through them, uh, which I think is interesting. And it is a certain extent a lesson. It's a lesson for me to look back and I say, why did I do that? <laughs> I, I, I know better now. Yeah. But on a budget, I guess you can never feel 100% We've got it, right? You you have to know when you're cutting corners that not all the corners are going to show up. You have to compromise, but you have to compromise wisely. You have to be able to say, okay, I'm going to ease back in this area, but in this other area, I'm not going to ease by, back. I will take the time and the money to do this exactly the way I want it. And you have to know that film by film. Yes, right. Um, Roger, are there any regrets when you look back over this um I, so, I sometimes wonder if I should have stopped directing. I had directed, uh, I think, s about 60 films in about 12, 13 years. And I was shooting a, a film in Ireland called Von Richthofen and Brown at a flying field. And each morning as I drove to the flying field, I was tempted to drive the other direction mm. and go to the beach. And I said, I have to stop directing. And I finished the film, and I thought I would stop directing for a year of the traditional sabbatical and come back to directing. But I got bored. I started a production distribution company, and the company took off, and I just didn't go back to directing what 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 direction would you tell young people to go into is distribution still needed or does the technology change so fast we're not sure how to get these things out a distribution is still needed but you're right when you say the technology is changing distribution is changing heavily uh, at one time theatrical was the key to everything no matter how low budget film I made every film got a full theatrical release now very few of my films get a theatrical release I'm going on cable I'm going on TV I'm going on Corman's drive-in the internet I think is the new frontier and the funny thing is we've probably got more theater screens than ever and yet a lot of them are playing the same damn movie yes they're opening now in 3,000 theaters uh, on one night which is, again is something that's uh, uh, due to digital because if you're pay paying for 3,000 film prints you'd be paying a fortune but going out digitally uh, it costs almost nothing well another thing that that gets said is that so many of these big films 
are just doing a, a Roger Corman film, but with this monster, gigantic budget. Uh, do you ever look at a film and say, I could do that for a fraction and get the same results? Well, I remember when Jaws came out, which, mm -hmm. which is a landmark film. Uh, and Vince Canby, Vincent Canby, the lead critic of the New York Times, said, what is Jaws but a big-budget Roger Corman film? And he was right, but on something else, he missed. It was not only bigger, it was better. Mm. And when I saw Jaws, I thought, I and my contemporaries, my competitors, as it were, uh, are in trouble. The studios have learned to do what we're doing. And a year or so later, out came Star Wars. And I thought, we are in real trouble. And uh, indeed, uh, the major studios did take over. And I've talked to uh, Spielberg and Lucas, and they said it wasn't just me. They saw, when they were kids, the films I was making and others, Bill Castle and a number, a number of other guys. And they said, uh, when we get our shot, we'll make them, and we'll just make them bigger. And as I say, they made them better. So as you sat there watching this, you're like, A, this is great, look at my influence, and my influence is going to hurt me now. Uh, that's true. That is, that's amazing. Uh, when Spielberg talks to you now, um, does it feel like he, uh, it's two contemporaries, or do you guys feel like you're in different businesses? Uh, we're almost in different businesses. First, we're different generations, and uh, uh, just as the United States economically is starting to move towards a certain group of wealthy people and other people aren't so wealthy, films are starting to move into these $200 million budgets and so forth. And then uh, films I make are around a million dollars or a little less. So there's a real differential. And you really haven't even let your budget go up that much from the 60s, right? I mean, you, it's still fairly close to what yes. you're doing. If you allow for inflation, my budgets have gone up just a little bit. Um Roger Corman in with us now. You could go to youtube.com slash Corman's Drive-In uh, to see this. 30 different films every single month. And as you watch these films, you're not sure what great person is going to be starring in it, directing it. People like uh, Marty Scorsese, Francis Ford Coppola, Peter Bogdanovich, Jonathan Demme. Uh, James Cameron, John Sayles. This is really a history of Hollywood, all in your films. A good part of it, uh, yes. And at what point did, did it start to dawn on you? Was it like mid-70s before you said, wait, I'm churning these guys out? It started, it reached its peak in the 70s. It started in the 60s and 70s and 80s when we were more in theatrical distribution than we are now was when uh, we were really rolling. We're still functioning, but we're a slightly smaller company now because, as I say, the theatrical arm is, is pretty much gone for us. Roger Corman, what a what a thrill to get the chance to see you and thank you for all these great films. Over 400 films that you've made. Yes. Uh, and you'll get to see most of them on YouTube on his own channel now, uh, which is uh, YouTube.com slash Corman's Driving. Thank you so much, sir. Thank you, Ron. And I'll see you next time coming through. Very good.
Thank you.